0: chapter twenty five of the life of philip Melanchthon. this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by bill mosley lano county texas u s a the life of philip Melanchthon by carl frederick lederhose translated by gutlob frederick crotal 1826 to 1907 chapter 25 war and the misery of war while luther's death was not only deeply moving wittenberg and saxony but all the friends of the gospel elsewhere the religious discussion of ratisbon which had been commenced on the 27th of january was in full operation, but not in a very encouraging manner. For the Spanish ecclesiastic Malvinda proved himself to be a proud and obstinate priest. He had proposed nine propositions in regard to the article on justification, which were composed in such a way that it was altogether impossible for the Protestants to accept them. The latter, therefore, declared in a protest that they intended to abide by the Augsburg Confession and regarded this as the true Catholic and Christian doctrine. The theologians of Wittenberg were of the same opinion and in a letter to the elector of the 5th of March declared, Dr. Martinus has left a valuable jewel behind him, even the true meaning of Christian doctrine, which we wish to transmit Undefiled to our posterity. May God grant us His grace and Holy Spirit for this purpose. But on the banks of the Danube, that is, in Ratisbon, the imperial party would have nothing to do with this pure doctrine, and laid every difficulty in the way of the Protestants. Indeed, it appeared more and more that the whole discussion was a mock fight and that the emperor was determined to cut the gordian knot with his sword he indeed did not wish this to be made known for he was a deceitful man who well knew how to conceal his thoughts but the elector saw through this disguise and ordered his theologians to retire from the discussion at ratisbon they returned in the beginning of april Melanchthon about this time prepared an opinion in the name of the theologians in which resistance against the emperor is declared to be a duty, quote, if it is true that the emperor intends to fall upon these states on account of religion, then it is doubtless right that these states should earnestly protect themselves and their subjects with the help of God, end quote. When the emperor, therefore, came to Radespan and had opened the Diet on the 5th of June, the Protestants were forced to ask him the reason of his warlike preparations. He distinctly told them, quote, that as he was unable to restore peace in Germany by mild measures, he was obliged to proceed against the disobedient with the power of the empire, End quote. The pope, united with him, and published this treaty, in which he openly speaks of the extermination of heretics. Melanchthon wrote about this to Amsdorf on June 25th, It is certain that the Emperor Charles is preparing to wage a terrible war against the Elector of Saxony and the Landgrave. Already large armies are gathered in the neighborhood of Gilders and troops to be supported by the Pope are expected from italy charles does not conceal that he intends to wage war against the duke of saxony for he called together the deputies of the cities in Ratisbon and exhorted them not to assist the duke of saxony but the cities nobly and firmly declared that they would not forsake their ally in the hour of danger so much of the beginning of war but as god protected the house of the widow of zarephath so i pray that god would protect our princes who govern justly and do many good services to the churches and the studies of religion quote. as the treaty between the pope and the emperor was published the protestants opposed it in a public address in which they asserted that the emperor had been instigated to this war by the roman antichrist in order to suppress religion and german liberty on the other hand the emperor gave as a reason the disobedience of the princes which was particularly shown in their invasion of the rights of the bishops and founders in the expulsion of the monks and also because they detained the duke of brunswick in custody the pope ordered public prayers for the extermination of heretics But the Protestants made all possible preparations to resist the Emperor. Melanchthon published Luther's excellent little book, A Warning to My Beloved Germans, and added an encouraging introduction in which he says, Let all who fear God in Germany now seriously consider and remember what they owe to God in these terrible warlike preparations. For now that it is known that the Pope is lending such great aid in money and soldiers to carry on this war, there can be no doubt that it is his principal aim to exterminate the true doctrine, which is now preached in our churches, and to re-establish and secure forever his own idolatry and errors by shedding of blood, murder the lasting destruction of the german nation and by dismembering all the electoral and princely families End quote. he encourages resistance and adds "i am surprised that wise men have suffered themselves to be induced to begin this war but it is not only the work of men the devil's rage and desire to bring about greater destruction and misery in christendom" but i pray all god-fearing men earnestly to beseech god to protect his church in which the true doctrine is preached and also every christian government besides this all such should remember that every one is in duty bound to aid in preserving the true christian doctrine according to his position and means for this we live and we cannot do a better work in this life." The imperial ban of the empire against the Elector and the Landgrave, the two leaders of the League of Schmalkald, made its appearance on the 20th of July. Besides this, Duke Maurice of Saxony, who was full of ambition, betrayed the cause of his relative, the Elector, and the cause of the Protestants in general he went over to the emperor's side but before the emperor had gathered his troops the protestants were already standing on the banks of the danube in the month of july with an army of forty thousand men prepared to strike but they did not make a good use of their favorable position for they could at this time have brought the war to an end by one decisive blow the experienced commander of the upper germans sebastian Schartlin. Wished to fall upon the Emperor, who with a few hundred men was then in Ratisbon, and compel him to make peace. But his plan was defeated by the scruples of the leaders of the League until the Emperor had received reinforcements and was now able to assume an offensive attitude. He soon became master of the Danube and entered Swabia. When the leaders of the League now proposed terms of peace, he ordered them to surrender at discretion. Here they also learned that Duke Maurice had united with the Emperor, and therefore the two leaders of the League resolved to return to their own dominions in order to protect them, especially as Maurice had already entered the electoral dominions and was capturing one city after the other. The Emperor had also promised the electoral dignity to Duke Maurice. When the Princes retreated with the intention it is true of meeting the Emperor the following spring with a stronger force, they placed the game entirely in his hands. He conquered and laid under contribution the various confederate cities of southern Germany and on the Rhine humbled the aged Duke Ulrich of Württemberg and deprived the aged Archbishop of Cologne of his princely dignity he had thus covered his rear in swabia and on the rhine and was now able without much difficulty to shift the war into the dominions of the two leaders of the confederation while the emperor was proceeding thus in southern germany and on the rhine the elector john frederick entered thuringia with two thousand men and soon swept away the armies of duke maurice he even entered his dominions and conquered the whole land with the exception of leipzig at altenburg he was opposed by maurice and his ally the margrave albert of brandenburg but in vain for the margrave was taken prisoner and maurice evacuated the country thus john frederick stood as a victor upon the banks of the Elbe, but without taking advantage of his victory We may easily suppose that the university and schools could not prosper much in these warlike times. When the troops of Duke Maurice were advancing, it was thought advisable in Wittenberg to dissolve the university. The Margrave Joachim offered a retreat to Melanchthon. Many fled to Magdeburg, but Melanchthon selected Zerbst when the troops of Maurice threatened Wittenberg we may conceive the feelings of Melanchthon's heart when aged sires women and children were thus compelled to flee in midwinter in a snowstorm he was received in a hospitable manner in zerbst and at the same time also received invitations from brunswick and nuremberg but while everything looked so gloomy the sky assumed a bright appearance at the return of the elector who had so expeditiously cleared his dominions of hostile troops, Melanchthon too returned to Wittenberg, now freed from the siege, but only for a few days, as matters were still in a state of insecurity and uncertainty. He returned to Zerbst and was destined soon to experience greater calamities than ever before but although he was greatly afflicted he comforted himself with the word of god he at this time wrote to camerarius let us be assured that god will preserve the seed of his church and of the truth as he has so repeatedly promised in his divine word and let us not doubt that god has our welfare at heart even if the world should be destroyed end quote. In the beginning of February, 1547, he again returned to Wittenberg for a few days, and thence wrote to the elector to make peace, but without effecting anything. While Melanchthon was deeply afflicted by the death of his beloved daughter Anna, who had been married to Sabinus, and died on the 26th of February in the flower of life, he was also to behold calamities falling upon the dominions of his prince from every quarter. The emperor had arisen with the determination to subdue John Frederick. He united with his brother Ferdinand and Duke Maurice at Egra, and advanced into the electoral dominions with twenty-seven thousand men, while the elector had rapidly retreated to Wittenberg, which was well fortified but he was overtaken by the imperial cavalry. A battle was fought at Mühlberg, April 24th. The pious elector was at the time attending divine worship, and thought that he ought to remain until the close. He was overtaken on the heath of Lochau, and, after a brave resistance on his part, was made prisoner. The emperor received him in a very ungracious manner, and ordered him, together with the captive Duke Ernest of Brunswick Luneburg, to be conveyed to the camp. Intoxicated by his victory, he even went so far as to pronounce sentence of death upon the elector, against all the prerogatives of princes. But the elector received the announcement with the greatest tranquillity. However, he did not venture to execute the sentence, and changed it to imprisonment for life as the elector steadily rejected the resolutions of the council of trent he was declared to have forfeited his lands and electoral dignity and the traitor maurice was entrusted with the electorate when melanchthon who was then at zerbst heard of the defeat of the elector he was deeply moved and thus expresses his troubles in a letter written to caspar krusiger on the first of may Quote, dearest caspar if i were able to weep as many tears as the elbow rolls deep waters by you and our walls i could not weep out my sorrow on account of the defeat and imprisonment of our prince who truly loved the church and justice many important considerations increase my distress i deeply commiserate the prisoner i foresee a change of doctrine and a new confusion of the churches then what an ornament is destroyed by the dispersion of our school and we too are torn asunder truly if it were possible for one to consider i would rather die in your society and before your altars than wander about in this state of exile In which my strength is daily decreasing. As the Spanish and Italian soldiers made great havoc and especially maltreated women and maidens, he did not consider Zerbst a safe retreat any longer. He therefore removed with his family to Magdeburg. He here met Luther's widow, who was about to depart to Denmark. Where she had found a noble patron in the king. He accompanied her to Brunswick, where she remained for some time, and he went to Nordhausen. A faithful friend, Mayor Mayenberg, resided here with whom he had carried on a cordial correspondence. He had written to him on Ascension Day, shortly before his arrival in Nordhausen I write this letter on a happy day in which the ascension of the son of god is publicly commemorated and which was beheld in former days by many of the church with their own eyes and i thought of the sweet words of comfort which are read on this day but the son of god still sitteth at the right hand of the eternal father and bestows his gifts upon the children of men therefore if we call upon him he will also grant us gifts and protect and preserve his church and this trust which he reposed in the lord of the church was not put to shame he dropped the plan he had formed of visiting his home and also declined the call to the university of tubingen which he received at this time for his heart was wedded to Wittenberg which had become his second home he wrote to a friend on the fifth of june quote, the university of tubingen has called me but in my bosom and inmost feelings i feel a great affection for our little nest on the elba and towards the friends residing there and in the neighbourhood so that it would give me the greatest pain to part from them therefore I shall soon return to the Elba again. End, End of chapter 25. Recording by Bill Mosley.